Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, you're going to love this show. I'm going to be joined by Michael Sanchez, and we're going to dig deep into TikTok and why you might want to consider it. By the way, if you want to reach me on Instagram, I'm at Stelzner, or you can email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. And if you're new to this podcast, hit that subscribe button. I've got an amazing lineup coming your way. Let's now transition over to my interview with Michael Sanchez. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Michael Sanchez. If you don't know who Michael is, he's a TikTok marketing expert who specializes in helping consumer-focused brands increase their reach and exposure on TikTok. He also founded the largest Facebook group dedicated to TikTok called TikTok Marketing Secrets. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, especially from a, a fellow Michael. <laughs> much appreciated. There you go. We don't get a lot of Michaels on this show. <laughs> That's absolutely, you might be the first other Michael now that I think about it. No, I feel more honored. <laughs> what we're going to talk about today, everyone, is TikTok. And TikTok is exciting. It's growing. And Michael's here to help us marketers really wrap our mind around TikTok and the opportunity that presents itself for businesses. Now, before we get into my questions, I would just love to hear your story. How the heck did you get into TikTok? 
Great question. Yeah. So my background has always been about content creation. I used to do photography, video, doing website design, all that good stuff. And then I kind of moved more into the online space, more of the marketing, more of the advertising. Um, a lot of things that I've always tried to do in the last maybe four to five years is look at areas of opportunity that nobody else is really looking at. So I'm always testing different platforms, different apps, depending on whatever you know my personal goals are for you know projects that I'm working on or as well as clients that I'm working on. So about two, two and a half years ago, I was working with a client. They were selling kid toys. We were doing a lot of campaigns on YouTube and we're seeing a lot of success. And I, uh, same thing, you know, thought about like, how can I find another platform that we can leverage that nobody is really paying attention to? And that's when we discovered Musical.ly and Smeal, which most people here probably don't even know what Smeal was at one point in time. <laughs> oh, no, what is that? Yeah, what is that? It's pretty much Musical.ly. It was this thing where you did um, kind of like karaoke and you could kind of do this like duet feature where you could sing songs together. It was really, really popular with a younger demographic because... It had like a little auto-tune built in. So you sounded amazing. And it had effects and a community and stuff huh. like that. It was, it was really interesting. But musically, just kind of, you know, decimated them in terms of, you know, um, growing faster and, you know, scaling and stuff. But we looked at uh, Musical.ly and Smeal. We tested it and we found that Musical.ly was incredibly good. Now, for most people that don't know, Musical.ly was acquired by ByteDance, which is the parent company of TikTok, merged it with their other company, which is TikTok, and then just kind of made it one big, you know, company, one big social media app, which now everybody knows as TikTok. So probably, you know, two, two and a half years I've been on the platform doing different types of campaigns and engagements and seeing what's working, what's not working. And then relatively in the last year or so, more and more people started kind of started to kind of see what I spotted a while ago. Like, hey, there's some there's something going on here. There's a huge amount of attention, awareness. People are hooked on the app once they get on it. You know, the engagement's off the chart. The organic reach is insane. So, uh, yeah, about last July, August, I started to kind of talk about it a little bit more publicly. And then more and more people started asking about it. And then, yeah, I made the Facebook group started helping a bunch of people out for free, just kind of giving them some tips and advice and kind of brings me to the present day we're at right now where I actively help consult people. I run big campaigns for different brands and influencers. I work sometimes with TikTok directly and different companies and stuff to either grow organically on the platform to do influencer campaigns, run advertisements, pretty much the entire realm of what you could do on TikTok. I have my hands dipped in it for the last couple of years. So kind of brings me to where we're at right now. And you... You were working with some pretty high profile individuals like Ed Milet and others more as a behind the scenes kind of guy. Is that right? Yeah, correct. I've always been a behind the scenes person. So that's why probably everybody who's listening to this right now is like, I don't know who this guy is. I've always prided myself in being a person behind the scenes and moving, you know, in certain ways where people don't know where I'm at so I can test things and stuff like that. So now that I'm kind of coming a little bit more to the forefront, I'm just really taking everything that I've learned and grown, you know, larger accounts and brands and companies and a little bit more in the spotlight now and talking about like, hey, this is how we did this over here. This is how I grew this person's Instagram account from, you know, a thousand followers to two million followers in the last year or so. So yeah. Talk about what you're doing in the Facebook group too, Michael, because that's how I found you and it's pretty amazing. Why don't you just tell everybody what you're doing in there and, and how many people are in there because it's pretty cool. Yeah. So at the time of recording right now, we have about 11,000 members in the group, all organic, never ran ads. This is actually my first real podcast that I've ever done. So it's strictly just word of mouth, all organic. There's a heavy, heavy focus on a few different things in the Facebook group. One, for people that are brand new and you have no idea what to do on TikTok, highly suggest joining the group. There's a ton of free information from myself using data that I've actually you know, gone through and experienced myself and tested, as well as 
a ton of people that are ranging from a thousand followers to literally 30 million followers. Everybody's contributing, everybody's giving advice and tips and tricks and little know-hows and hacks. In addition to that as well, we also talk a little bit more about the actual marketing behind it. So it's not just about growing TikTok. It's like, okay, now that you're going viral on TikTok, let's actually show you how you can funnel traffic, how you can leverage this actual data, how you can create custom audiences or run campaigns or get some influencer deals if you're you know, an actual creator yourself or how to really just structure the business around TikTok. So if you're an agency or you know the business itself, how do I use TikTok in a way that's at the end of the day is going to be like, how do I make money off this? You know, like how do I build a business or a brand? So try to give you the full encompassing thing, not just specific only to TikTok, but you know, the central central basis is we're gonna talk about TikTok and then also how to intelligently use it for all of your other platforms and everything else you got going on. Yeah, Michael's doing a great job. He's got lots of, you know, he goes live in there. He breaks down the news when there's crazy news going on, as there is as of this recording. And he kind of talks a lot about what's going on in that world. And I've been very, very impressed. All right. So we've established your credibility. Let's now talk about why TikTok, you know, give us some data. Like why should marketers be paying attention? Because the truth is that a lot of our audiences is probably only paying attention to TikTok, maybe because they're hearing about it in the news. So tell us what they should be paying attention to. Yeah, you know, before I get into statistics, I think one of the most interesting facets about TikTok is that it really is one of the first social media platforms that really evens the playing field. Anybody can really go on TikTok, and if you put up some decent content, the average person actually has a shot at going viral and growing very, very rapidly. Most of the biggest TikTok names that you hear in the next or the last year or in the next year were nobodies. And no offense to them, but they were not on any other platform. They had no virality to it at all. I think that's one of the biggest things about the platform and why it's every marketer should really be paying attention to it is that whether you're a brand, a personality, a grandma, whatever it is, if you have good content and you actually put it out there and hook people and get people interested, you can go viral and you can get these videos that I'm sure, which why everybody's listening to this right now, you put up your first video and you get 2 million views and you're like, whoa, that's 2 million eyeballs that just seen my content, just seen my information. You know, it's something you don't really get anywhere else. YouTube kind of did that before, but the organic reach is really, really insane. So I think that's kind of like the first thing I want to kind of just start off. Let me add something to that, Michael. Um, for those that have been around long enough that remember Vine, mm. there are some people that have gone into amazing things like Zach King, who you've heard on this show multiple times, and others that started on Vine, six seconds looping videos, right? And they've gone on to huge things now on YouTube and other platforms. So if you feel like you missed the boat on YouTube or you missed the boat on Instagram or you missed the boat on Vine, this is an opportunity that's still in its early days, right? So with that, keep going. Yeah, I, I love that you just said that right now because a lot of people, again, because of how insane the organic reach is on TikTok, you can get viral on TikTok and get popular on TikTok. And just like any other platform, you diversify and you push it to YouTube or to Facebook or to Instagram or wherever you want, your website, your email list. So there's people that I talk to right now that you know three months ago had no subscribers on YouTube and within three, four months have a couple hundred thousand subscribers, which normally would take years on average to actually grow. So right. again, if you like you said, if you feel like you missed the boat on these other platforms, you can still use TikTok and leverage that virality and the organic reach and just funnel them to the other ones that you feel like you missed out on. And now you're like, oh, that YouTube video that I've had up for a year now has 60,000 views in the last week because I just pushed traffic from my TikTok, you know? But to get into like the actual statistics, I think like we can talk about the statistics first because I yeah. think that's, you know, the biggest and most important one really is that 
you know, some of these stats I'm going to tell you are from TikTok directly. And then some of them are from like actual public polls or, you know, sensor tower and stuff like that. So just so you know where the actual credibility is and where it lies from. But on average, users on TikTok are spending about 52 minutes per day on the app. And that was in 2019 or late 2019. That's crazy, right? Because these are short videos too, right? Yeah, I mean, on average, they're 15 seconds long, but they're spending 52 minutes. I mean, to give you guys some perspective, on Instagram, currently, right now, on average, people spend about 53 minutes. So it's almost exactly the same amount of time that people are spending on Instagram. They're spending on TikTok when they go on TikTok. So, you know, Instagram took a while to build that up. Is that per day or per session? That's per day. Okay, got it. Okay. Yeah. And then Facebook on average, I believe it's 58 minutes per day. Snapchat, 49 per minutes per day. So it's it's pretty interesting to think about that. You know, that TikTok, like you said, is this short form piece of content, yet they're somehow captivating and pulling in the audience where they're going to stay, you know? Um, Another interesting thing to back that up as well is nine out of 10 TikTok users who use the app come back multiple times a day as well. So they might actually be coming back more and more and more, which, you know, that's kind of amazing if you're an advertiser or if you're a business knowing you put out good pieces of content that your content's going to be seen by the same person or at least your ideal audience, maybe not just once, maybe twice, maybe three times again. And I'm sure we're all familiar with touch points. You know, if you see Michael Stelzner talking about social media three times that day, and then, you know, they follow him and over the next course of the month, they just keep seeing him over and over again. There's probably a good chance you're like, you know what? I'm going to check out to this guy's Instagram profile or his podcast or his website or whatever. And, you know, it does all the work for you pretty much. Another interesting stat, you know, over a million videos are being viewed per day. And that was, I think, December 2019, that stat came out. So 1 million videos viewed per day 2019. That's before COVID came and everything that's happening currently as we're recording this. So I would imagine, (laughs) you know, those videos probably increased, you know, the views per day increased exponentially, you know, in the course of the last five to six months while we're kind of going through this difficult time right now. Another thing I think is really interesting is the growth in the adult audience. I think most people have this misconception that it's only kids on TikTok right now, that it's only a kid's app or a preteen app, which, yeah, there is kids on the app and there is preteens. But according to, I believe, App Annie, there's been a report of 375% growth in the U.S. year over year. So if you're in the United States, obviously the statistics, you know, for you guys. But it's really, really interesting seeing how, you know, 2017, there was only about 2 million adults on TikTok. And then, you know, about a year later, there's 7.2. Now there's about 14.3. Like, it's kind of incredible to see how fast the adult audience is adopting TikTok, jumping on it, and really, really, truly, you know, taking, you know, a a love to it. Because I think for most people that are on, you know, other social platforms, it's so serious. It's so like cookie cutter. It's so perfect looking that TikTok has this weird thing where it's fun. You you actually enjoy it. You know, you don't mind doing things that you would otherwise do on other social platforms. I think because of that, a lot of adults are going on it and loving it and staying because it's like, oh, here's a cool trend that I could do with my kid that I can also involve the business in talking about, you know, marketing in. And it goes viral because it just happens to resonate with other moms who also are business owners. And they're like, hey, me and my daughter do the same thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're going viral with your ideal audience and stuff like that. Hey, real quick, Michael, I know that TikTok USA revealed that there's 100 million active users in America, but I'm curious because it's not just America, it's global, right? It's all over Mm. the world, right? Do you have any sense of how many active users there are across the entire platform? So TikTok technically hasn't come out with that yet um, in the last year or so. They did in 2019, but through all the other, you know, 
things through app downloads and daily active users from third-party tools. They say it's about 800 million active users worldwide wow. currently. Wow. Now, that might obviously change. It could increase or decrease. I, we don't know because TikTok obviously can't really say certain things. Does that include China or do you think that does not include China? That does include China. I think China only from when I last looked at it was about 125 million of those people are from China. Really? Because there's two different apps. There's Douyin, which is in China, and they count that separately from TikTok. Is that the same app, but it's just the Chinese version, basically? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, if you guys have a chance, go on YouTube, type in Douyin, D-O-U-Y-I-N, and you'll be able to see what it looks like the future of TikTok. There's so many different features and additions to it. But yeah, it's pretty much an exact duplicate of TikTok, which is more bells and whistles, a little bit more dialed in because Douyin has been out way longer than TikTok has. So, right. you know, they're obviously a little bit more advanced in terms of their UI and, you know, just kind of segmenting themselves. I think two things I really want to quickly mention about, you know, some statistics is that this last year between, I think it was like January to now, they dedicated, TikTok dedicated, $50 million towards a creative learning fund for educational and informational based content. So if you're a marketer right now and you feel like, you know what, I don't want to do some cringy dance or I don't want to make my you know client do something that's outside of their comfort zone, TikTok's recognizing themselves that some of the best converting content, some of the content that's captivating audiences and having to come back for more and more is in the educational and informational space. So much so that they're going to spend $50 million towards creators. Like, So if you're right now a Facebook ads expert, you put out some content, TikTok's probably going to reach out to you and be like, hey, you know, we like what you're doing. We want to support it. We want to pay you to actually continue what you're doing. And another one that's I think you've, you've probably talked about somewhat recently is that um, TikTok, you know, put out $200 million initially for the U.S. Creator Fund so that creators on TikTok, you know, just your regular people would be able to get paid to actually play and actually put out content. And they actually just increased that to $1 billion for the United States in the next three years. And we'll probably double that globally. So TikTok's really, they're really putting where their money, their money where their mouth is. You know, they're like, you know, we know what's working. We want to keep our audience here. We want to reward them for creating content. And if your favorite creators are on TikTok and they're getting paid for it, they're probably going to stay on TikTok and they're not going to probably create so much content on the other platforms. So again, marketers, ad agencies, brands, the, the attention of the actual audience and your people are probably going to be heavily favored on TikTok, if not even just now, but in the next couple of years because of how much time and energy they're dedicating towards it, you know? Now, a couple of things that I want to key in on. I know some of you are like, how am I going to put out an educational video that's only 15 seconds? Now, is it true that mm. you can go up to 60 seconds? Is that right? Yeah, you could definitely go up to 60 seconds, 100%. You could do it, I believe, five to 60 seconds as okay, it good. is currently recording it. But most are 15 seconds, right? Is that the idea? Yeah, I mean, uh, we can maybe talk about that a little bit later on, like okay, cool. algorithm, how to create yep. content. But yeah, you do, relatively, it's easy to capture somebody's attention for 15 seconds than 60 seconds. So, Got you it. know, I think that's why they kind of say, hey, you know, let's right. try to keep it a little bit lower so that you captivate and All hold right. people in. The other thing I want to talk about is for the marketers that there is an ad play. You want to briefly talk about what that is? because I think that's going to be important for marketers that maybe want to get in front of this audience. Yeah, exactly. So there's two different types of ads platform. There's a self-serving ads, which most advertisers are aware of, you know, someone's that you put up a bid and you say, hey, show my ad to this person for this amount of money. We're all familiar with that, the auction bid strategy, you know. Now there's the other side of it where they actually have the actual placements. And those are the ones where if you're on the app and you open it up, you might see a very promoted ad, the very first video that has some campaign, there's hashtag challenge plus, et cetera. Now, if you're just a regular marketer and a regular advertiser and you don't have, you know, several hundred thousand dollars to burn within a week for a big brown, 
That's like what Snapchat used to do, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, the Snapchat had their like AR filters that you could do partner deals with. And yeah, like they'd have a new movie or Doritos or something like that, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you could do that in the exact same way that you can on TikTok or just like Snapchat, you have the self-serving ads. It's very, very similar to Facebook, to be honest. And that one right there, it's still, I'll be honest with you, it's still relatively new. People are still testing it out and working it out. It was private for the last six, seven months, and now it's public as of recording this. So anybody can go sign up and create an account. Now, I've read a lot of different ads for the last maybe six months or so with the self-serving ads platform. And I found that if you have an offer that's over about $50, it doesn't really do as well as converting, to be completely honest. Now, mm. it's utterly amazing for brand awareness and to actually drive you know, those offers to take them offline, so maybe a website. They might not convert right away, but you know, if you have your Google Tag Manager or Facebook Ads Pixel and all that stuff set up, then you can obviously convert them and then show them ads in the future through, you know, retargeting campaigns stuff like that. But um, it's really similar to Snapchat in many ways, you know, in terms of sales and what we're getting. You know, right now we're getting about one to four dollars CPA for e-com products specifically, and those e-com products are usually selling between twenty and fifty dollars. Although I do want to say this, I think it's important. It does vary upon the brand and the product itself and right. the ad itself. So don't don't take that as like, oh my god, if I do it right now, we're gonna get those those costs. You know, it's not exactly that. You gotta have really decent content. You know, one of the biggest things that TikTok said was make TikToks, don't make ads. And I think right. that's the biggest thing that advertisers right now have to understand. Don't just take all of your other ads and just throw it up on TikTok and think it's going to work. It'll probably utterly fail because there's some kind of a vibe and energy and community about TikTok content that if you see something that's a square block that you're reusing from an Instagram ad, People that are actual consumers on TikTok, they're going to spot that very quickly and they're going to swipe out of it and completely skip it. And then you got to pay more money in the future. So really try to create content that's geared specifically for TikTok in terms of your actual TikTok content itself on ads. The best one that you can use, honestly, is user-generated content. So if you have a platform, let's say you're running ads for some mom and pop shop and they have you know some videos that they have on their TikTok or they have some stuff from Instagram stories or whatever it might be. Those really, really good, authentic, not look like an ad video actually works really, really good for ads on TikTok because it kind of just flies on the radar. People are like, oh, I like this. And they don't realize it's an ad. And then like, oh, okay, let me go see what this product's about. Yeah. And this is the fascinating part we're going to get into, which is the algorithm, right? Which is the fact that most people have no clue who they're watching, right? I mean, let's talk about yeah. that a little bit, right? Because this is what I think makes TikTok unique from Facebook and Instagram, right? So let's, let's get into that algorithm because this is like the secret sauce to the entire thing. How the heck does the algorithm work on TikTok from your you know, insight and experience? Yeah, I think like you just said right now, one of the fundamental things about TikTok is that algorithm. And it's really about how it curates content specific to the actual user. It's tailored to the user and not as a platform as a whole. So for everybody who has YouTube and you know you have an account on YouTube, everybody's YouTube feed is different. You know, what my videos are are different from someone else's. But the difference between TikTok and using YouTube as an example is YouTube is using it based off of your what you search, what you've interacted with, you know, suggested videos, stuff like that. TikTok is very, very, very intelligent at knowing how to serve you content that's going to actually hook and captivate you, which, you know, from the marketer's perspective is really, really good because, you know, in the past, you know, the other social platforms, it's based off of what people have already interacted with, you know, specifically. Like I follow the social media examiner and because of that, I'm going to probably just see 
social media examiner type of content, where TikTok is fundamentally different, where it looks at more of the user engagement, the activity, what your interests are, how you interact with videos, and then finds content that's very specific to those type of, you know, I guess I call them like personality traits that are on your profile. So, you know, one of the key things, and this is like a, a long, complicated version, or this is, a, this is a short version of a long, complicated answer of how the algorithm fundamentally works. So in the future, I'll tell you, you can find out more information about it. But there's seven key data points, these fundamental things that the TikTok algorithm looks at when people are actually consuming content. So seven are video views, likes, comments, how many people followed you, forwarded the actual content, shared it, and saved it once they've seen your video content what the average watch time was, what the completion rate was, and what the video integrity is. Oh, video integrity. What's that mean? Yeah. So that, that that's one that people don't really pay attention to much. Video integrity is more of, you know, what was in the actual content? Ah. What was, was the audio copyrighted? Was the audio stricken down? Was it kind of flagged for, you know, being graded R or being too aggressive? So there's sometimes when you go on TikTok, you see a little sign at the bottom that says, you know, that this is basically a risk of injury. That type of content TikTok doesn't really like. Oh, like people doing crazy stumps, that kind of stuff you mean? Exactly. Yeah. The integrity of the video itself, it's not really what you would probably want to show to a wider audience. So right. they kind of don't really show it as much, you know, now obviously some fall between the cracks, but generally speaking, if your video gets taken down, if your video has violation strikes, if it has just a big one, huge logos in the videos, or if you're showing other like platforms, logos like Facebook and Instagram, for whatever reason, don't ask me why that gets flagged from the image recognition software. And you'll notice that like your views just stop. It just plummets all of a sudden. So yeah, the video integrity is important for most people that are going to be doing this stuff. You don't have to worry about too much. You're not going to be probably cussing or showing too much skin or anything like that, but it is something to keep in the back of your mind. Can I ask you one quick question about video yeah, yeah, yeah. discovery? Is it like YouTube where a video can perform for days or weeks or months, or is it more like Facebook where it has a really short shelf life? No, it can perform for weeks and months. There's someone right now that's in the Facebook group. He's put up a video, I think, three weeks ago, and it's still going viral and still getting content. I think right now he has 4.5 million views on his video. And it was a simple video, 30 seconds long. He's an artist, just put out his music, which, by the way, for everybody going back to what I said earlier, he's an artist that's been trying to get his name out for years. Didn't grow anywhere else. He put out a TikTok videos. I think he put out like seven of them so far has almost a million followers, actively has labels and brands now reaching out to him. If you guys want to check him out, his name's Biddle Music, B-I-D-D-L, the number three, and then music. It's incredible because he was someone who's really talented. Every other platform can't compete. But even now, like you just mentioned, he put out one piece of content and it doesn't just go viral for a day or two. Like, you know, Facebook and Instagram, you put out a post, 48 hours, nobody cares anymore. It just kind of dies out and fizzles, you know? Next question real quick. Yeah. Sorry, I, I got so many. If you publish a video after that video, it doesn't hurt the prior videos, right? They all operate on their own. Is that correct? Yeah, they all operate individually. Now, the only thing you want to be mindful of, though, is that you don't want to put out too many videos too quickly in a small window of time. Because what I was talking about earlier with the algorithm, TikTok has to still figure out who to show your audience to and if they're going to be receptive to it. So if you're putting out 20 videos back to back or five, six videos in a short window of time, TikTok has to distribute all those pieces of content to the small audiences that it needs to collect data. So it's almost like in Facebook ads, like you're bidding against yourself. You don't want to pick your videos, compete for the same audience and that small window of time because TikTok's trying to figure it out. So ideally, if you don't know what your content's about, if you don't know who your ideal audience is, I highly suggest just doing one, two videos a day, 
figure out what your content is about, what works, what they like, and then you can increase it as you actually understand your audience a little bit more intelligently. So when you put out 10 videos, you know these 10 videos are really dialed in, they're really specific. TikTok knows your audience and you can just kind of go with it and, you know, grow exponentially faster. Now, some people just freaked out because you said one to two a day and that seems like a lot to them, right? Because maybe on other platforms are putting out one a week or one every other day. So do you recommend in the beginning to do something that often? I would highly suggest if you can do one video a day, <laughs> to be honest. And okay. I understand that's difficult and that's hard. Now, I will give you a caveat. You don't have to sometimes put out one video a day every day. There's a creator, another one I'll kind of drop, Alex Stemp, super viral on the platform. He puts out like one video a week. His video content, though, is so good. It's so dialed in that he's been able to grow. I think he's at like six million or seven million followers right now in the last year or so just by putting one to two videos out a week. Sometimes he puts out one video every two weeks. So if you have really good content, content that's really dialed in, really captivating, you can get away with it. But for most people here, for 99% of you guys, highly suggest that you do one video a day because TikTok really, really values consistency. And not even just from the algorithm, it's also the actual creators themselves and the viewers themselves. Because if I don't put out content for a week, someone else might that's in my same field and that same audience is like, hey, I don't know what happened to Michael. Let me go check out Chris. He has content. And then you kind of you kind of lose out. You know what I mean? They're going to kind of switch their audiences. They're going to go to somewhere else. Not that you'll be forgotten about, but you really want to be top of funnel aware and you want to be that go-to expert, that go-to person when people think of, you know, podcasts or marketing or brick and mortar, whatever it might be. Back to the algorithm. If the video is going to go, is it going to go right away? Or is it like YouTube where it might not pick up until like, weeks later. Do you understand what I'm asking? Yeah, 100%. So generally speaking, and again, this is going to be a very, very short answer to a more longer complex one. But the way it generally works is when you put out content, TikTok's going to show it to a small batch of people. Now that generally speaking is to a, your local area. So if let's say you're in California, it's going to show it to SoCal. Let's say I'm in Los Angeles. It's going to be the SoCal region first. They want to test it out. They want to see how it does. You know, did it get views? Did it get comments? What's my completion rate? Completion rate, by the way, is, you know, how long the duration your video is, 30 seconds. What was average watch time? 25 seconds. It'll do the math and be like, okay, you know, you have about a 95% completion rate. Let's show it to more people. As it kind of calculates in real time, it'll open up that batch of audience to more and more people. So the beginning, it might be 500 people. Then they test it. Then they open it larger to say California, SoCal. And then it's 5,000, then 10,000, 20,000. It keeps increasing as I get more data back. So you don't have to worry too much like how on YouTube you put out a video and it takes steam and a long time, maybe it takes a month for it to get momentum. You can literally put out a video and within five or six hours get 200,000 views. Wow. If you know, obviously your video is good. So then you might, if you don't get views after the first week of putting the video out, it's probably a dud is what I'm hearing you say, right? Yeah. After, you know, honestly, about after 48 hours, you can kind of tell and notice that if a video is a dud or not. Should you delete it or should you just leave it and do the next one? What do you recommend? I would honestly just leave it for a majority of you. I, I kind of want to, we'll probably talk about this later on, like more content strategy and creation and stuff like that. But I would highly, highly suggest that everybody, as soon as they create their account, go and activate the pro account. Now, it's very simple. You can Google how to activate pro account on TikTok. What that's going to do is going to give you data and statistics. Now, before you private a video or delete a video, before you make any of those decisions, 100% go look at your individual video analytics and it's gonna give you some insight what's to happening. So let's say you had a video that flopped and I ask you, why did it flop? You probably might not know, but if you look at these statistics, you'd be like, oh wow, 
I only had an average watch time of three seconds and my video was 45 seconds long. So you can quickly learn like, okay, maybe I'm just really bad at captivating attention. Or you look at how many comments or shares or the regions like that. These things are really, really important to determine whether you private or delete, but more importantly, what you're going to do for the next video. Because there's no point in not looking at the data and just putting out a bunch of content and then it flops, 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 and you don't understand why. So before you make any decision, private delete, 100% activate the actual pro account. Now to real quick answer your question, private delete. The only time I would say to delete your video is two things. One, if you get a violation strike, so they tell you, you know, you you did something against the terms of service, get that off your profile as soon as possible because that ding, that like little burn on your account is there and it actually works against your account. I don't know why, it kind of sucks, but you do not want to have that on there. Now, the times that you do want to private it is if a video just doesn't do well. Like if it just doesn't perform well and it's for your ideal audience, just private it, get off your profile. You don't want someone to land on your profile and they see that video and they're like, you know what? Eh, I don't like this. This guy's kind of boring. And then they just bounce off. And I'm not going to follow them, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, it's the same thing with YouTube. You know, you don't want to have all your really bad videos from five years ago. You kind of go back and like, you know what? Let's, let's get these off the profile. We don't really need that. So that's one thing I would say. And then real quick to go back to delete. The only other time I would say delete is if your content that you uploaded, and this is for a lot of people that first started on TikTok, if your content isn't niche specific and it isn't dialed into your ideal audience, delete that video. So what I mean by that is if you're a marketer and now you're talking about Facebook ads and your first 10 videos or the videos that you have are about your cat or you cooking and it has nothing to do with, you know, Facebook ads, delete those videos because that data is still attached to your profile. And that's data that TikTok is still using to be able to find other people that it thinks is similar to your audience or your ideal audience in the future. So you want to get rid of that data, just scrap it and then kind of start afresh and start new towards the real audience that you want. So if everybody's listening right now and you're start to take this seriously for yourself or the business that you're working with. If they have any video that is not niche specific to what your goals are or what your business is, delete them. Get them off your profile. You don't want it there because you don't want it to show it to content or you don't want to show it to users who literally have no interest in whatever it was in the past. I don't know how familiar you are with YouTube, but you know, YouTube provides this thing called a retention graph and Facebook has something similar where it shows you like uh, kind of a line that starts at the top and kind of moves its way gradually down to the right. Do they do something like that on the TikTok videos as well? Unfortunately, right now they do not. All they just tell you is the average watch time and that's pretty much it. You got to do the calculations yourself. They don't even Cut tell it. you what your completion rate is. I mean, you wow. can do the math. I have a, if you go in the Facebook group, uh, the one I mentioned earlier, I have a unit section where I have this free sheet that you just plug the data in and auto calculate it for you, but they do not have it. There is, however, and I'm not, I don't have any affiliation with them at all other than using their platform. It's called uh, VidBomb. And I got access to part of their API and they're a third party tool. And that website, actually, when you upload content, you're able to get those graphs that you're talking about. Now, it is a play platform. I don't even know what the cost is, honestly, because they let me just kind of test run it just to see what it was like. But that's the only way right now that I know of personally, currently at this moment, that you're able to see more of those graphs of when you dropped off, when people exited, when they went to your profile and stuff like that, because it is a third party tool that's integrated with TikTok itself. I do suspect in the future that TikTok's going to give you that data. Uh, they have like the TikTok desktop version right now where you can start to see some more of your graphic data or more of your analytic data than you can on mobile. So it might be worth everybody right now going on TikTok.com, logging in your profile, then looking at the data. You can see a little bit more. It's not much more. But yeah, I'm, I, I would suspect that TikTok's smart. They're going to give you that data. I'm sure they are too. Yeah. Next question is a subscriber. As many of us know who have decent sized YouTube channels, the subscriber doesn't mean they're going to see your stuff. Is that the case with TikTok as well or is it different with TikTok? 
No, that's the beautiful thing about TikTok is that, like I mentioned earlier, it's an even playing field. Anybody can see your content, both your followers that are already existing as well as brand new people. That's kind of like that that bread and butter of TikTok is their algorithm and their For You page feed. That right there kind of shows the separation of like, hey, if you want to see your fo- people that you're following, their content, you can easily check the following or follower tab and you can see all the people that you're following. Kind of like on YouTube where you can click subscriptions tab and you can see all the people that you're, the videos of people that you're subscribed to. It's almost the exact same thing on TikTok. Now on TikTok though, the FYP or the For You page feed, that right there shows new people your content. That's how you go massively viral because, you know, like I mentioned earlier, it's just even playing field. Anybody can put out content and you could just grow exponentially. So you don't have to really worry about you know, will I keep continuing to grow? Yes. Will my existing following see it? Yes. It's kind of like this perfect blend of both of them. When you open up the app, which one do you see? The For You one or your curated one? By default, you see it all. Yeah. If the For You one is the stuff that they're just lifting up to you that you don't know. Do I have that right or do I have that backwards? Correct. Yeah. 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 The, the very first thing you see is the For You page. Now, there is some beta tests that I found very interesting that uh, for different places, different regions, where every once in a while, it'll open the following tab and every once in a while, it'll open up the For You page. So it seems like they're testing the mixture of both. But you got to remember to go back to the following tab is the key thing, right? Yeah, exactly. That's where I'm wondering whether or not if you get followers, whether it really does impact your video views. Have you found that to be true? Uh, no, <laughs> no, it doesn't at all, to be honest. The only time that it will possibly impact your video views is if you've done something really bad, like you have a lot of violation strikes over and over again, then TikTok seems to show your content to the For You page feed less and less and less, just because it's probably just a mechanism in the back end of like, hey, they're kind of a flight risk. Let's not show it to new people. For whatever reason, their existing people like it. Let's show it to a little bit more of them. For people that have never opened up the app, it's really simple. On the very top of the UI, it's just FYP, and then following. And it's like that throughout the entire experience of the app. So you could just click quickly, like click back and forth. The other part of that too, kind of to elaborate a little bit more on the following, all the live videos and all the more community-based things are on the following section of the feed. So they kind of have intelligently made sure that people are just going to follow you and never follow up again and never do anything again. All the community-based aspects of the app are usually on the following tab. And they're increasing that as time goes on, you know, new features, new additions and stuff. It's more on the following. So don't worry, you won't get a million followers and then there's just, that's it, they're dead. They don't like do anything. They make sure to show your content to your actual audience and stuff like that. Are there any other examples that you want to share that you didn't already share of people that are doing some interesting things on TikTok? Yeah, I mean, there's obvious ones like the Washington Post, Chipotle, Guest Jeans, stuff like that. You know, the obvious ones that everybody's familiar with. But I think there's a few people that I would kind of want to mention. If you are a business and you are, you know, working with businesses themselves, one of the best case studies that I think has emerged in the last few months is this company called Popple, P-O-P-L dot co. And that's the website slash the TikTok username. They were a company who had an idea for people who aren't familiar with it. It's this little like sticker that you put on the back of your phone. You touch it to someone's other, someone else's phone, the back of it, and it transfers data through NSCIF or NCF, I forget, sorry, NCF uh, data and it opens up and you're able to see their contact information, et cetera. Now I use this example because they didn't exist before TikTok. From going on TikTok, they literally have said that they went from a non-existing business to almost a multi-million dollar business in the course of a few months just by creatively creating content on TikTok, leveraging the audience, knowing how to create and curate content, and kind of just making it fun and hip just 100% from TikTok. Now, they're obviously now on Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff, but the company themselves have said 100% it's because of TikTok. And if you look at this company and look at their videos, you can quickly see why 
they just went viral. And I think that's such a good example because they're kind of one of the first companies that I've seen that have started from the ground up from TikTok and have been able to leverage that. And now they're working with pretty big brands, you know, for some one-on-one or some personal branding in terms of like, you know, I can't say too much because, you know, NDAs and stuff like that, but, you know, they're able to create a big company from literally nothing. Now, if you're not that, there's people like I mentioned earlier, Alex Stamp, you can look him up on TikTok. He was just a photographer who had a nine to five job. Now he has several million followers and now he's created his own brand, his own company, his own product, literally just from leveraging TikTok. There's people like Dr. Courtney Tracy. She's a therapist who had her own private practice, went on TikTok. Now she's opening up another practice. I think she's opening two created an online, and this is for the marketers out there, created an online course, created a Facebook group community, and has literally hundreds of thousands of people reaching out to her daily just because they love her advice, you know? So whether you're just a brand or a business like Popple, or you're a creative person like Alex Stamp, you're a, provi- a business professional like Dr. Courtney Tracy, or people like Andrew Carlson, he's an NLP pr- uh, practitioner and master and knows how to like reset people's mindset. I think a year ago, he was like struggling. Now he literally just got his own office space, has clients that he's traveling around the world with. It's kind of amazing what you can really do with it. So those are just some people that I'll kind of casually mention. I mentioned these ones, I'm trying to use a wide diversity of people because if you're, if you're listening, if you're an ad agency or you're a you know, service-based person or you're like you know, one-on-one consulting or an expert or whatever, you really truly can go on TikTok and just put out helpful information and interesting information. And you will honestly see how fast and rapid you can grow. Like it's, you're going to laugh at that. If you actually take a time right now and do this for the next couple of months, you'll probably come back to this podcast. You're like, it's kind of crazy how much faster I've grown on TikTok and what opportunities I've came from it just because, yeah, TikTok, it's so basic and so interesting, you know, how much you can actually grow from just leveraging the platform intelligently. One of the things that I'm sure a lot of people are talking about is how do you drive traffic off of it? Is Do they have the swipe up feature yet? Because I know that uh, Gary Vaynerchuk told me it was coming, but I don't know if it's there yet. Is it there yet? Or do you know? No, it's still kind of rudimentary, to be honest. You have the links in the bio. You know, you can actually put a website link. For some people, they're split testing. You have the email in your actual bio, so you click it and it opens up your, you know, your Gmail or whatever you use. Um, there's social links, Instagram and YouTube currently. That's honestly the only way that you're able to technically do it for the general audience. Now, the way that you really do it in terms of content creation, this is a little bit more content strategy, is that you do a little bit more call to actions in the videos themselves. And you talk about more of the why in your actual videos, but you don't really give the how. So you, you kind of plant the seed, you get the curiosity going, and then from there, you take it and you actually tell them, hey, if you want to check out a little bit more, I have the rest on my Instagram, or hey, check out my Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Those little things, although they seem like they don't do a big deal, like, okay, what is that call to action going to do? There's literally millions of people right now on TikTok, and I'm not exaggerating, millions of people that are taking this TikTok traffic and really, honestly, reviving their Instagram profiles, getting more YouTube subscribers, getting people in their Facebook groups. There's someone that I, that's in my Facebook group, her name's Cassidy, Put out, she's a makeup artist, put up some content. Now she has, I think, like 800 members in her Facebook group that are all paid members and they buy her products daily. And it literally, 100%, the only marketing she put out for this was just going on TikTok. And to give you some numbers, she only has 30,000 followers on TikTok. So it's not even like she has, you know, a crazy amount of followers on TikTok to be able to do this. It's just, again, going back to good content, knowing how to market to your audience, knowing how to solve problems, entertain them, and give them informational content, and really you know, leveraging that properly. That's currently the way that you could do it. Now, like you said, in the near future, there will most likely be swipe ups in the actual lives themselves, 
there's going to be links that you can actually link in your live. So ahead of time, you can put a shopping cart, you can put live links and all that. But I, I don't want to speculate too much on the future stuff. But there is things that are coming out that are going to allow you to have more more abilities to link out, you know, like how you kind of mentioned swipe up and directly in the post and your lives and all that good stuff. All right. Last question, creating content that's educational. You kind of hinted to that earlier. Just talk a little bit about like, cause you mentioned Facebook ads. If you're a Facebook ads expert, what kind of content might somebody make who wants to educate people? Because so many people are just seeing, like you mentioned the dancing and all the other kind of stuff and they don't feel like that's their jam. So talk to us about that a little bit. Yeah, if I could break this down like to three different parts, I think, you know, hopefully I can get through this really quickly so it's helpful. So yeah. the first thing I want to say is like really entertain your audience in a helpful way that's going to indirectly make you their go-to source for whatever that thing might be, you know? So in the most basic way, just ask yourself, what is the problem your audience is looking to solve and how can you help them get there in the least amount of time possible? You know, something that's going to entertain them and pull them in. And the best way to do that, which, you know, is the point of this entire call, is through educational content. That's really the thing that not only is going to keep an audience, but indirectly, it makes you an authority in that space and then drives traffic to either your offers or your landing pages or to your other social platforms. Because if I tell you guys, here's five tips for TikTok to make more money. Now, all of a sudden, if that works for you, you're going to like, oh, that's the guy I go to. And you're going to follow me on TikTok and come back again. And then coincidentally, when you go to my Instagram, when I say swipe up for my course, you're probably going to buy it, you know, because you've indirectly I've given you value. So, you know, if you're trying to create content, especially for this audience that's listening right now, really think about how can you be helpful and be authentic and do it in a way where people are going to feel connected to, you you know, so some kind of quick tips that you do is like, you know, really, really focus on like niche specific content that's really for ideal audience. Don't try to go wide. Don't try to do all this crazy stuff of like, I want to talk about cats and the cooking and the marketing. Really figure out who your audience is, what your goal is. Are you trying to drive sales? Are you trying to do brand awareness, et cetera? And then really, really create content curated specifically for those people. Because again, going back to the whole algorithm thing we're talking about, TikTok wants to understand who your audience is. They only want to show content to the people that are going to best resonate with it and come back for more. So you do a bunch of different random things, it's not going to give a good experience. Really focus in and really dial in who you're trying to talk to, what you're trying to solve, and what your audience is or what your business is, you know, because that's going to be the way that really, really makes it easy. So, you know, here's some quick prompt ideas you could do, like before and afters, you know, what, what's the transformation or offer, you know, some facts or common questions about your product or service, you know, some simple share-worthy tips and tricks like, hey, here's my best three podcast episodes or here's my five tools I use, you know, simple things like that uh, behind the scenes, maybe for more of the, the authority positionship. Like, so Michael Stauser, for example, maybe he could be like, hey, here's how I record all my podcasts that I've had. And then he can name drop some people, plant a little bit of seeds of authority. And then it was also helpful, you know, but that behind the scenes look gives me that experience like, oh, I'm connected to him. And I also now think I'm gonna take him a little more serious. You know, another thing is like case studies or testimonials like, hey, Actually, one of the biggest ones right now that is working and it's so hilarious to me because it's so basic, there's a lot of social media managers right now that are doing this green screen effect where you can basically just upload a camera roll photo and they're showing a before of the Instagram feed of their clients and then they show the after of their Instagram feed clients. They're like, this is before work with me, their feed looks ugly, and then after, and it looks amazing and it's all cool and hip looking. And it's so funny because it's so basic, but I'll look at the shares and those are getting like thousands of shares. And I've reached out to those people and like, dude, I'm getting so much work for Instagram right now from that one simple, stupid video, which it sounds simple, sounds stupid, but honestly, just because how TikTok works, they might show it to someone like Malcolm Stausner and then he sees and he's like, hey, maybe we need to reach out to this guy or this girl and 
she's she looks like she knows what she's doing. You know what I mean? It's so simple and it's so yeah. basic, but it really, really does work and it really does help. Um, you know, actually, if you want to, maybe I could do something kind of like for the audience. If you want to message me on Instagram, the word like uh, Stausner, let's just say message me Stausner in a message. I'll send you this webinar. Why don't you SME? That's even easier for social media examiner. Okay. How's that sound? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. SME. Perfect. Yeah. So if you just message me SME, um, I get a lot of messages. So do that so I can catch it. I'll send you a webinar link that I did that was literally just about content strategy. There's no upsell. There's nothing like that. It's about an hour long. It shows you everything that we've done for myself as well as other people that I mentioned earlier that are big names. Yeah. What is your Instagram account? Michael, M-I-C-H-A-L dot consulting. And it's like that for all my socials. Perfect. Michael Sanchez, this has been absolutely amazing. Uh, tell everybody outside of Instagram where do you want to send them, maybe that Facebook group again, and that way they can uh, discover more about the cool things you've got going on. Yeah, totally. So if you want to join the Facebook group, I highly suggest that's the number one place you start. You can go to Facebook and go look up TikTok Marketing Secrets, or you can go to TikTokMarketingSecrets.com and it'll just redirect you to the Facebook group. If you want to get more of like a hands-on type of thing where I have the group coaching, where there's me and you know a few hundred other people that are, it's really more dialed in for actual people that are actually trying to take it serious. You can go to TikTokMastermind.com and you'll get all the information there. We bring in some of the top TikTok influencers, some of the top marketing and business people and personalities and brands to the actual group and you can kind of learn and you know learn how to grow the TikTok, but then also learn how to grow the brand and the company. And then if you want to work a little bit more one-on-one and reach out to me directly, you can go to www.michael.consulting, not .com, just .consulting, and you can see a little bit more of working with me personally um, one-on-one. I was going to say too, real quick, since we're talking about content strategy, just for your audience, I have this thing called a TikTok Profits Idea Generator Sheet that I made for basically businesses like everybody who's listening right now. Um, usually I sell that for about $100. I'll give it to you guys for free. All you have to do is go to tiktokmastermind.com slash business, and literally you could download the sheet it's really, really simple and straightforward. So if you don't want to think of any ideas right now, but you still want to be able to leverage TikTok and you want to actually have some business ideas that are actually going to drive sales and traffic, you can download the sheet, look at it. There's an explainer video. It's literally like it's a no brainer um, in terms of how to use it and how to operate it. But that right there is what I've been using for a lot of people that are business oriented, which is the majority of our audience. And they have literally, and I'm not exaggerating, go to the Facebook group and go look at it, have added about five to $10,000 extra just from their TikTok traffic and stuff like that. So if you want to get on TikTok and you want to start using it for business, um, I'll just give that to you guys for free. Just yeah, go to that website awesome. and uh, download it. Michael Sanchez, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all your insights with us. On behalf of my entire audience, we're better off for it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I massively appreciate this and opportunity and really looking forward to your audience, hopefully in a year from now, coming back and be like, hey, I listened and this is what I came from it. So yeah, I'm excited to see the results more than anything. Also, if you missed anything, because I know Michael mentioned a ton of different things, we took all the notes for you. Simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash 422. Also, are you new to this show? Hit the subscribe button. And if you've been a longtime listener, would you let your friends know about this show? You can tag me on Instagram. I'm at Stelsner. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelsner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company 
or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.